0: You're listening to the No Feeding Tube Show, and I'm your host, Yvonne McLaren, and we're going to be sharing the vernacular of head and neck cancer treatment. There's a whole new language and life to learn after head and neck cancer treatment, and we'll be cracking open the subtleties of the side effects that treatment affords us as patients. It's the show for patients, carers and medical practitioners to hear from lived experience and my particular passion, food and living your best food life during and after treatment. If you'd like to be part of the community, make sure you subscribe to Gag, the newsletter. But in the meantime, go and grab your favourite beverage or your walking shoes and let's get started. Hello there, thank you for joining me today. Uh, Today's episode I want to talk about uh, nutrition and what that might look like uh, from a patient's perspective, Um, going through all the stages of um, head and neck cancer treatment. Now I'm going to preface this episode by saying I am not a qualified dietitian. Um, But I did have a PEG tube for 15 months. Uh, I am a qualified chef, uh, so I do have some knowledge as to how to manipulate food. Uh, But in this episode, I want to talk about how we communicate nutrition to head and neck cancer patients, and this is based very much on the experience that I had some two years ago, three years ago. Um, I also just want to touch briefly on fresh food versus commercial formula uh, and transitioning, what I call transitioning away from boxed food. In my Mind Food Body program, uh, I talk about basic understanding of nutrition in Module 1 of Lesson 3. And if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, um, I recorded and produced this program whilst I was going through head and neck cancer treatment. Um, So I'm not relying on memory per se. I actually recorded it. Produced it and um, created this program whilst I was going through head neck cancer treatment, and whilst I was transitioning <laughs> off my peg tube back to oral eating. Uh, <clears throat> so, the first thing is, you know, I noticed that uh, I was told to eat high protein high energy nutrient dense food. Now I knew what that meant because I'm a I'm a bit of an exercise athlete-y type person so I knew basic nutrition. Um, I also have an interest in nutrition and my mother was very. Uh, ahead of her time in the 70s, and I was taught about macro and micronutrients uh, just through her interest and her imparting onto me her uh, knowledge in that area. So if you're saying to someone, high-protein, high-energy, nutrient-dense food, um, that's brilliant, but the trouble is, and even I struggled with it, when you get home to your own kitchen the hell does that look like you know if you're on uh, opioids or you're on a lot of pain medication or you're on your own or you don't have a carer who's necessarily food uh, nutrient savvy you've got to somehow work out what that might mean and you know easily digestible food lots of small meals um, and maintain your weight now, that's a lot of information for somebody to take on board, particularly when you get home and there's no one there telling you point by point what to do. In between all this, you're trying to maintain your mouth, look after your teeth, um, deal with trismus and stretching your mouth. How the, how on earth are you actually going to get a utensil full of food into your mouth? So that's the sort of things that I documented and I developed in this program was actually making a really clear and uh, point-by-point way of just trying to get myself through it and hopefully help other people do that. But I think it might be really valuable to, um, even if you're a patient, really brush up on your basic knowledge of uh, nutrition, and in my case, as an Australian, as an Aussie, I use the Australian Guide to Healthy Eating, and there's some food groups. Five, you know, make sure you know what the basic food groups are. Whereas once upon a time, you might have sat down to a steak and salad. Lucky, uh, you know, that protein point basis may not be available to you. So what do you do? How do you interpret that high protein, high energy, nutrient dense? Food now, that you've got changes in food structure, mouth, tongue, teeth, um, whatever it is that's going on with you. And in my case, I couldn't swallow anything, so I had to start from scratch. And I really disliked smoothies. I still dislike smoothies, but I had to learn to create smoothies that covered all those nutrient um and food groups that I needed to ingest, uh, and I ended up going down the protein powder pathway, um, and discovering that you know protein powders aren't all protein powders. You've got to find certain ones with certain isolates, and so I did all that work and worked out uh, the, the the most dense protein smoothie I could possibly make for what I needed at that time, which was to maintain weight, to heal, uh, and to use the food products that I had available in my hometown, in my local shopping centre, or wherever I was buying food at the time. Um, And I think uh, at some point you then need to kind of communicate that fine line between oral eating and peg tube feeding and I know that I was told just uh, eat as much as you can orally until you can't and then let the peg take over, which was good advice but very, very difficult to remind myself uh, in the midst of tears, tears, fear, loneliness, isolation, pain, You kind of had to remember all of that. And in my case, um, not have someone preparing food for me, having to prepare that for myself, uh, having to go to the shop and buy the food, the avocado, the eggs, the wheat germ, the uh, strawberries without the seeds, you know, all that stuff I had to learn. Uh, to make sure that I was covering my food groups and getting as much orally as I could in before I uh, stopped doing that and then went back to my peg. So that transitioning away from boxed food, as I call it, was a really big part of my learning process and I've documented that in lesson uh, module one in the program. And I, I really just talked about... How I transitioned back to just eating orally again and not using my peg tube, whilst whilst um, ensuring that I was doing everything that my speech language pathologist was telling me, uh, and what I knew from a dietitian's point of view uh, as to those high density, high calorific foods, because I was losing weight fast. Uh, so, I'd, I'd, I think if I had my time again, I, I would have enjoyed hearing about getting some more information about the food groups as they apply to Australia or America or Canada or Europe, they're not that dissimilar. Um, But I think even as an individual, it's worth brushing up on those skills and making sure you understand what proteins are, what carbohydrates are. Uh, I think the thrush issue comes about a lot because of the amount of sugar that we're consuming, particularly in those commercial formulas, Um, and I'm going to do a whole episode on commercial formulas, but I knew as the moment that I got back to fresh food, whether that was... uh, I'd never put fresh food in my tube. I think if I'd had to have gone on longer than 15 months, I certainly would have, but I was so hell-bent on getting off that peg tube, I just um, put it in my mouth. But I think... um, if you're communicating nutrition, I think the really important things to think about are don't assume that people know anything about the five food groups, depending on their ethnicity, depending on what their interests, their passions are. Um, I mean, I know people who simply live on, um, I, you know, um vitaminized pineapple juice and something else and cream, you know. That's not a good way to live. I think we've got to make sure that people are really aware of the food groups. They understand what protein is. They understand what high density means. How does that get interpreted in someone's home kitchen? Uh, Do they know how to go and shop? Do they know how to buy food so they're not doing what I was doing, which was throwing out lots of food a lot of the time, because I simply couldn't manage it. Uh, and at the time of going to air, you know, the cost of living here in Australia is um, at, a, at a premium at the moment, so we don't want to be wasting money on throwing out food. That's today's episode, nutrition, um, and uh, how we communicate that... Um, process of starting to transition away from box, what I call boxed food, uh, understanding the food groups and making sure that we as patients and potentially as um, species and how we're communicating that information to people um, and I think that a bit of a, a an update on food groups basic nutrition, where to get that protein from, what high-density protein foods look like. And, you know, most of us aren't eating steak and salad anymore. That protein's got to come from somewhere else. Um, what's the ethnicity ethnicity of the person that you're talking to? Um, I discovered that Indian food, Lebanese food, Greek food, uh, all those food groups, DALs, those sorts of things became my Um, go-to. My food, my diet changed uh, dramatically um, as a result of head and neck cancer treatment. Um, I hope you got something out of that. I hope that's made you think about how you can communicate better to people uh, and hopefully perhaps some of the resources that I've created for you are a great way to help support, motivate and help people feel a bit less lonely about it and a little bit less apprehensive about it you know as my oncologist said to me there is no aisle in the supermarket that says come and get the easily digestible protein here in this aisle (laughs) anyway on that note as always um, happy to hear from you if you've got a question let me know leave a comment um rate the show if you can on itunes that would be enormously helpful Uh, how you feel about it, whether or not it's of value to you um, and whether you're finding it or not. Either way, thank you for joining me here today and see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Gag and the No Feeding Tube Show with Yvonne Grace McLaren. I'd love to invite you to come over to my friendly community on Facebook, ask questions and share stories about your food life. This podcast is all about the patient food experience following head and neck cancer treatment. A podcast sharing our food life one story at a time.